Hello, everyone out there. Um, I hope you guys can hear me okay. So, give me the sign that you guys can hear me. Because I had some technical diffs with my very first show, and this is my second. Alright, so, um... All right, I think we're good. Yes, yay. So, everyone, I have an incredible, incredible, incredible guest today, okay? Um, I Actually, I'm going to surprise my guest as well. Before I introduce him, I'm going to play something. All right? Let's go. How was that, Larry? <laughs> that was great. So, um, oh, wait a minute. I did something. I messed something up. Is the mic on? I thought the mic was on. Yes. Yes, he's on. Okay, great. All right. So, um, tell that was me. great. Okay. So, this is good. So everybody out there can hear. We're all good. Larry, listen, I want to say thank you before we even start the show for you to give me the time of day. Are you kidding me? I, I can't even tell oh, you. Pleasure's all mine, oh, sweetheart, you're Larry Chance from the Earls. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm just another guy. Listen, you're more than Love another music. guy. You're more than another guy. So I, I have a little surprise for you. I wrote a poem about you. Okay, that's what I do. Yep, I do that for a lot of my guests. Um, And here's yours, okay? Okay. Music is said to define who you are. The kind you are singing really matters by far. So many singers can sing high and low, but as years go by, they come and they go. There's so many genres, choices galore. There's hip-hop and rap, jazz, blues, and much more. But the music I love... That will never get old. Our oldies, my friends. That music is gold. Rock and roll and doo-wop, where it began. The 50s and 60s, incredible span. My guest today is one of the greats. Larry Chance from the Earls, in him, celebrates. Even his song, Remember Then. Remember Then Radio stole it, my friend. Well, not really stole it, but borrowed the name. To honor you, Larry, from now till the end. Barb and Steve love you. You really crack them up. She told me a story, the one about your pup. Your very first hit, Life is But a Dream, an upbeat remake made women scream. Remember then, and I believe, were my faves back then, that the Earls recorded, I still remember when. You really are diversified, a musician and much more. Rhythm and blues and country, you're also famous for. I miss in the morning. Really a fun show. I hear two of the characters very well, you know. Rainbow Johnson's the guy, a streetwise entrepreneur. And Geraldo Santana Banana, in the 80s, he rocked some more. Two mutual friends I found out we share. Mike D'Amour and Ken Brady, you guys have such flair. Larry Chance, you rock. I can't believe it's you. Someone pinch me, please. I'm starstruck. It's true. That's for you, Larry. Can you send that to me? That yep. was wonderful. That, I send everyone their poems. Um, t- you know, you'll text me your email again, and I will send it to you. Absolutely. 
That was wonderful, Jerry. Okay. Um, I had to do something for you. First of all, you're here. Um, so, I would like to play Remember Then. Let's just play that song first, and then I'll ask, Then we'll start the interview, okay? Cool. All right, because, come on. It, I mean, that's a beautiful, beautiful, amazing song. Um, before I play it, tell everyone about that song. That song was originally called Remember When. Okay. um, We shopped it around and and couldn't get it sold. And uh, we met up with Stan Vincent, uh, a young producer at the time, who uh, changed it to Remember Then, changed the lyric, and we went into a studio, and Highway said Old Town Workers loved it, thankfully, and put it out, and it became our really first major national hit. But why was... Why didn't they like the name of it? I'm confused. Well, it was actually rewritten. The song was rewritten. Okay, okay. You know, it was similar to Remember When, but um, it became a better song as Remember Then. Okay, so let's play that, and then we'll start the interview, because this song, forget it, is off the charts. gosh that was so great um listen so let's talk about that song you know i was young i mean i was born in 61 so i'm 58 years old so you know i remember oldies you know our parents play them and we all fell in love with oldies so 
everyone in my peer group, you know, we listen to oldies. And what was sad for us was 98.1, I think it was W-O-G-L, if I'm not mistaken, they played oldies, okay, in the in the Philly area, Trenton area. And so every one of my friends, we all listen to oldies. And about 10 years ago or so, I, you know, because now we listen to Sirius and everything, I went to put it on. Right. And do you know what oldies are now? <laughs> 80s and 90s. Yes, 80s and 90s. I was like, this is terrible. So... It's not even called oldies anymore. Uh, it's the, it's now it's the not-so-oldies. Okay? I, I was not happy about that. So, Remember Then Radio stole your name. How honored are you? Very much so. <laughs> that is so I'm flattered. Cool. <laughs> so cool. You know, uh, I, I was actually a South Philly kid, and when I was growing up, I used to listen to Wibbage. WIBG, I think it was, and Highlight, and those guys. It was wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Amazing, amazing stuff. So, your first hit song, Life is But a Dream. Um, the reason I want to talk about that is because I was honored to meet Willie Wingfield, Winfield lately, and I got to hug him. And wonderful, man. I was crying when I hugged him, and he said, Why are you crying? I said, Because... You don't know how much this means to me. I'm hugging you, you know, and, uh, you know, this music brings back so many memories for all of us. And I, ju- I think this music is going to live forever because even young people today, I had someone on my show last night on a different network and he's only in his 20s and he sings this music and this is his fave. So I know it's going to live forever. So, um, Tell me what made you guys remake Life is But a Dream. Well, the fact that, uh, number one, it's one of my favorite songs. And my feeling was, if you can't do it better, do it differently. And, and no one was going to do, do a better version of that than Willie Winfield. Yeah. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, when I worked with him often, him and Earl Cedar, who, who uh, wrote the song and was a member of the group and played you know, piano and wrote many of the songs, I had asked me why I never perform it when I'm on the bill with them. And I simply told Willie it's called Respect. Wow. Yeah, I, I love Willie Woodfield. I love the harp tones. Well, I do too. And like I said, I got to hug him. Maybe one day I'll get to hug you yeah. as well. He's a sweet, <laughs> sweet man. So, my two favorite songs by you. Okay, of course, Remember Then, and I Believe... Of course, two beautiful songs. Um, Thank you. So, obviously, uh, you believe in God. Very much so. Yes. Um, that is one of the most amazing songs, I believe, ever written and ever sung. You know? Yeah, that was done originally by Frankie Lane mm-hmm. back in the early 50s. And... Uh we, we put it into our repertoire and decided to uh, dedicate it to Larry Palumbo, who, who was an original member who had left the group and joined the armed forces, became a uh, member of the, of the 82nd Airborne Division, and uh, he never returned home. No, really? Yeah, so we, we did that as a dedication to him, and we dedicated to him every performance. That's beautiful. I didn't know and that. And to our veterans and 
they're my heroes. Yes, they are my heroes as well. Um, I interviewed um, a fellow radio uh, host. He has two purple hearts and a gold and a bronze star as well. And oh, God bless him. Yes, God bless him is right. That was beautiful. So, yes, all the respect to them. And thank you for their service, oh, right? I mean, amazing. So. Amazing. So. They so, are my heroes. They are absolutely heroes. They lay it on the line for us. That's right. Especially the Vietnam vets who really got a raw deal. Yep. They still continue to get a raw deal. And they still continue. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, so, let's talk about how diversified you are. So, doo-wop, rhythm and blues, country. So, do you sing country? I try to do a little bit of everything. Okay. So, what's your favorite that you sing? Probably my favorite song is I Believe. No, I mean your favorite genre. Like, what do you love singing the most? Is it doo-wop? Everything. Oh, just everything. I really don't have a one favorite. Oh. I love doo-wop. I love R&B. I love jazz. I love certain pop songs. Um, You know, some days I wake up, I'm in the mood for the Flamingos and the Moonglows. The next day I might be in the mood for Sinatra and Tony Bennett. The next day I might be in the the mood for uh, uh, Teddy Pendergrass, you know. It depends on my mood when I wake up in the morning. So, um, and what about acapella? I love acapella too. Do you sing acapella? So I'm going to ask you to do something live. I'm not sure how well it's going to come over on the mic. I'm hoping it will. Do you think you could sing a little bit of acapella for us live? Uh huh. What do you want me to sing? Anything you want. Pretend you're on a street corner. Without a group behind me, huh? That's it. Um, I, I don't. Know. I know you can do it. I want a Sunday kind of love. I love to last a Saturday night. <laughs> See, listen, that's good. That's awesome. I love that. You know, I put a lot of my singers on the spot, and I'm always like, okay, sing now. And they're like, right now, Jeff, right now? You want me to sing now? I said, yes, because that proves what kind of a singer you are. And, you know, I say this. You're my love. You're my angel. You're the girl of my... There it is. You know, I'd like to thank you for, for waiting patiently. Daddy's home. <laughs> I cannot believe you just Open did that. Daddy's home. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that for me. This is so cool. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. What was it like when you were younger? Tell me. I, you know, I always said I was born too late for a few reasons. I didn't get to meet Elvis. Um, he died when I was 16, and I didn't get to hang out on the corners listening to doo-wop. What was that like? Oh, it was wonderful. You know, I, um, me and the guys would, would well, we, we'd actually sing in school every moment we could because of the tiled bathroom. Okay. And the boys' room was, you know, tiled, and it gave us that echo. But we'd sing on the, on the bench and, and, uh, on the corner, and hope to get an audience. 
I knew you were going to say that. Absolutely. You have no, a you have a lot of people in the chat room. Are, you know, girls like guys who sing. Um, Larry, you have a lot of people in the chat room, and they're all cracking up over here. Okay. Okay. So yes, girls do uh, like guys who sing. Absolutely. Um, so nothing wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. So now. I'm going to play another one of your songs, and then I have uh, a couple more questions for you about Imus. But let's play another one of your songs, okay? Okay. So, Larry, let me ask you, on your new album, um, give me one of the songs. I'll give you one of the songs. Yes, I have them here. Um, I like All the Time, because uh, the lyric. All right, let's play. The words are so strong, you know? Okay, we're going to play All the Time. Because I think we've all felt that way at one time, at one point in our lives. Okay. Okay, baby, I'm gonna play it.
That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You. That's your new Thank album? You. That's on your... That's from the new album. When was that recorded? Um, a few months ago. And who wrote the song? Barry Manilow. You sang that beautifully. Thank you. Wow. So, I have a question from the chat room for you. Okay. They want to know if you can tell the joke about dating a girl and ends up with her body parts on the chair. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> so, a little song I sing. Okay. We got married this Friday. My girl was right there beside me. Our friends were gone. We were alone side by side. We were happily married when she got ready for bed then. Her teeth and her hair she placed on the chair. <laughs> side by side. One glass eye so tiny. One earring ate so small. Then she took her good leg off. Put it on the chair by the wall. <laughs> I sat there broken hearted. Most of my girl had departed. So I slept on the chair and there was more over there. Side by side. <laughs> I'm a sick puppy, huh? Now listen, are you kidding me? Uh, listen, I'm, an, I'm a sarcastic Italian from New York originally, so I love it. Okay, I don't know how not to be sarcastic. That was great. Uh, I'm a sick puppy. Um, well, I'm going to tell you a silly story. Thank God it doesn't pertain to me, but... A friend of mine, an older woman, told me a story that she was dating this gentleman and um, he used to buy her all kinds of great stuff and the first night they were going to spend together, they were in a hotel room, true story, and he went in the bathroom and said, I'll be right back and she heard all this noise and he came out without his legs on. <laughs> okay? So this stuff does happen, Larry. This stuff does happen. So, um, let's talk about Imus, because I never knew, I never knew that you were these voices. Um, Michael D. Moore actually shared this with me. Yeah, it was, it was, a. um, you know, I love comedy and making people laugh, and, and I got, had that opportunity to work with someone I considered a radio genius. Don Imus and uh, Charles McCord and his crew, they, they were wonderful to work with. It was a great 10 years. So, Rainbow Johnson, what was his character? Well, Rainbow said, killing us, Rainbow Johnson. <laughs> Me and the boys got this ditty for you. And I would do these little parody <laughs> tunes, you know. And Geraldo uh, Santana was... Geraldo uh, Santana Banana was in charge of editorial opinion on the Amazon in the morning show. And his person, his editorial opinion, he was a crazy person. <laughs> and um, that was that. Thank and gosh. every day, whatever was current in the news, Santana Banana got to editorialize about. So, who was one of the most famous people? that you got to work with or meet? Oh, my God. Uh, Tell me some. Joan Rivers, Alan King, Howie Mandel. Ooh. 
Oh, just so many. Red buttons. Really? Yeah. So how was he? Sweetheart. <laughs> Very sweet man. And Joan Rivers was sweet. And her little dog Spikey loved me. Oh. Did you ever get... I, I live in the Catskills. And I, I came here because when, the, when I wasn't working with the guys, I did a solo show. And I, I would open for people like uh, Joan Rivers and Red and Alan King and so forth. So, did you ever meet Elvis? No, I wish I had. Oh. But I did a tribute song to Elvis called He's Alive. And who wrote that song? That was written by a gentleman in my group, Nenardi Loria and Butchie Barbella and myself. I wish I knew about that song. I would have had it in the queue and I would have played that one. I'll send it to you one day. Yes, please do. Um, all kidding aside, could you just sing like a couple lines of it? Time has come upon us to realize the truth. He left us for a little while. Now it's time for proof. A tired and weary legend just looking for some peace. The spotlights that were blinding all the people at his feet. And he's alive. Mm. Just doing weight. Mm. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a good song. Yes, I would. It sold I would, about yeah, seven copies, and my mother bought six of those. Okay, <laughs> I would love for you to send that to me. Oh my I'll goodness! Thank you, thank you so much. So, what else? Tell us some great stories. I hear you're a very funny guy and you have lots of great stories, I'm told. Yes. They're live. I don't think so. They lie, they lie, they lie. No, they don't. I, um... I loved working here in the Catskills. Okay. You know, I got to... When I wasn't working, I'd go see Eddie Fisher. And, uh... That was the strangest act. He sang about four songs, and he talked about Connie Stevens, and he talked about Elizabeth Taylor, and Debbie Reynolds, all his wives. <laughs> and that was his act. <laughs> it was a very strange act. And in between, he'd do three or four songs. That's great. And he's still had a heck of a voice. <laughs> That's great. So, um, I have a question for you. You know, how... What got you started in singing? Like I ask a lot I ask most of my singers that because I have had some really crazy answers. So how how old were you first started singing? I started singing as far back as I can remember speaking. Did you have singing lessons? I loved, I loved music all my life as far as I can remember. Okay. Did you have lessons? No. Okay, and I'm asking that for a reason. I just love to sing, and I love listening to music, and uh, I still listen to music every every day of my life. I have to have music. I do too. I have it on constantly, uh, and you know, it soothes me. It does. It's it relaxes me. It's really sad what so-called music has become these days. But um, I still listen to 
doo-wop and the oldies and Elvis, of course, and that's my favorite music, and that's what I listen to. Much what I listen to. You know? Um, uh, now and then I'll listen to, you know, Sinatra and Tony Bennett, and Jack Jones, and other days it's Benny King, and uh, other days it's the Drifters and the Flamingos and the Moonglows. Yeah, the Drifters, it's yes. So varied. Other days it's Ray Charles. Another day might be Charlie Rich. You know, I mean, my, my taste is so varied. Um, I love all music. I think Ray Charles once said it best. Ray Charles said, there's only two kinds of music. There's good and there's bad. I love that. And uh, to me, today's music is bad. Yep. I think the lyrics, belittling women, you know, I don't know, it just makes no sense to me. So I want to share something with you about today's music that I learned. Um, I agree with you. I do not like most of today's music. I do not like rap. I do not like hip-hop, unless it's clean and maybe Christian-based and healthy. But I got to interview someone who made me at least understand where they're coming from. I don't like it, and I don't approve of it, but I at least understand what why it began. So this young African-American man... Uh, in his 20s, got in touch with me a few years ago and said, Miss Jerry, could I come on your radio show? Uh, I'm an up-and-coming hip-hop artist. And I said, you have to keep it clean if you're coming on my show. And he said, absolutely. So he came on live, and his name is Randy Shank, and I absolutely love this young man. And he now, he moved down south, and he goes by the name Six, the director. And he actually said because of me he's now trying to do mostly clean Christian hip hop but this is what he shared on my show I said I don't understand it Randy and I never will and I just don't understand how it's out there and and why it's there and he said Jerry everyone has a story to tell he said and unfortunately some of us don't have a great story and this is the only way we know how to express ourselves. And I thought about that, and I got really sad, but it's true. And, you know, where they came from, you know, their lives, they need an outlet, and they need to express themselves. So if they're not doing drugs, they're not drinking, and they're singing, that's how they express themselves. So I I don't listen to it unless it's clean or Christian, but at least now I have a better understanding so I don't judge them anymore, but I pray for them, you know. And now, like I said, he said he's going to be doing a lot more clean and, and a lot of Christian hip-hop, which I'm very happy about. You know, um, but I remember, you know, even Frank Sinatra, Larry, uh, of course he was a great singer. I could never say he wasn't, but I was a little too young to really like listening to Frank. You know, as I got older, I could appreciate Frank, of course, but growing up, even like since doo-wop was even oldies for me, that was fun. That was great music, you know. But I could appreciate, you know, the older. But to me, the 50s and 60s was where it was at. Well, I- I've listened to uh, um, Glenn Master Flash, some of the early rap artists. Um, 
sang lyrics that were upbeat. Yes. I just don't like the, these these lyrics that are uh, demeaning to women. No, I I get that absolutely. I think women are beautiful. I, it, to me, there's nothing more beautiful than a beautiful woman. And for these guys to call them, you know, just these demeaning names, it just turns me off. And you know, or they call them, you know, the, or it's about the pigs, you know, the pigs. Right. Uh, I don't know. I agree with you, 100%. They should make you happy and make you feel upbeat. Yeah. Or should give you a message that's, I, I don't know. Positive. Just a good, honest message. Yeah. It should be positive. You know... Um, yeah, you know, we were, we were kids. Well, we still today, we think about love. I lost the love, I found the love, <laughs> I need a love. You know, that's what it was about. For the most part. Like country music, the, the the joke, and you've heard it, of course, is if you play country music backwards, you get your love back, you get your dog back, your house back, your what, right? <laughs> you get everything back. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I have one country song on the new album. Okay, what's it called? Um, what is it called? Um... I don't know, but, but talk to me about something else that'll come to me. Okay, so um, if I could, I want to know what love is. If I were a magician, most of all. If I were a magician, it was written by Billy Vera. Okay. Billy Vera, many years ago, had, had success with Judy Clay. Uh, a national with a song called Storybook Children. Okay. And, and, and then years later, he had much success with a song called uh, At This Moment. Okay. And uh, he's a prolific songwriter and a wonderful guy. And, and uh, he wrote this song called If I Were a Magician. And when I heard it, I fell in love with it. Okay. And I decided to put it on the album. And I sent him a copy of the rough cut. And I asked him if he had any idea for horns and, and background vocals. And he said, do not touch it please put it out as is so that's what I did wow alright so I'm going to play I'm going to play that song if I were a magician okay. and then I'm going to play another one as well we're going to give them a little mini concert here so we're going to play two songs in a row uh, oh I wish you loved me like you loved me long ago It was early in the summertime You said you loved me so The chestnut trees The summer breeze Whispered soft and low And if I could bring you back again I'd never let you go I would play a sweet love song And before the tune was through You would sing along And every note the masters wrote Would say that I love you Oh, if I were a musician I'd play 
That's amazing. Incredible. That's one of the greatest songs as well. What a great job. Thank you. So beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. So, um, Ken Brady said to say hello to you. So did Michael. But I heard you did a show recently with Ken. Yes, and um, I did a show not too long ago with Michael. You know, he's singing with the Capris now. Yes. And he's doing a great, great job with them. Incredible. Uh, he's got an incredible voice. Um, and Ken, of course, recorded a classic also. Yes. And, uh, and great guys. Um, I've been really blessed. Um, I've got to meet everyone, and they've come out, and they've done fundraisers for me. Um, I'm putting on a concert July 20th, everybody out there. Um, info, get info from me. You can go on, uh, uh, oh, get in touch with me on Facebook, Jerry Petito, and I'll give you all the information. Um, I'm putting a concert out in the Mercer County area. And the Capris are going to be there. And Ken Brady's coming in to see it. I'll get you the info, too, if you want to come out and hang out with us. And then the next day, July 21st, Ken Brady's going to be doing a fundraiser for me at Friendly's in Robbinsville. And Michael's been out. Uh, He was out recently, and he did another fundraiser for me, and he'll be back in August. They're wonderful guys. It's just been an amazing, amazing uh, ride for me. I'll tell you a funny story about Ken Brady. <clears throat> so, I I used to own a poker league. Okay, I'm a poker player, a dealer, right? It was called Ms. Night Owl Poker. It was all over Mercer County. I had it for about 10 years. So, while I still had the league, I get a phone call um, a few years ago, the day after New Year's, and I was in my office, and... This man says, hello, Jerry Petito. I said, yes. He said, I got your number from Pablo Reyes. He's a, a singer in Florida. He said, I'm Ken Brady with the original casinos. Well, I laughed and I said, what casino? Because all I was thinking was poker. And he cracked up and he said, sweet pea, I've heard that before. And he started singing. I said, are you messing with me? Is this really you? And his wife's in the background going, it's really him, sweetheart. And that was the beginning of a great friendship. So I've been so blessed. I've been so blessed. And to have you here, listen, I'm still in awe over this. But you know what I want you to tell, I mean, you know, whatever you feel you want to talk about, tell me a little bit about your life, about your family, you know, a little bit that you can share. Well, I've got two um, great kids, and uh, I was very blessed. Um, They're both down in Florida. I miss them terribly. My, my son's in uh, Tampa. My daughter's in Orlando. My daughter came up for the gala recently with my grandson who'd never seen me perform. Mm. He's four years old. <gasps> and he was excited to see Papa on stage. Oh, my goodness. That, that made my year. That's right. Yeah, and um, I have three beautiful grandchildren. And um, I'm very blessed. I really am. Do you uh, ever want to move down there, like at the villages? <laughs> uh, I don't know about the villages, but um, <laughs> I'll probably spend December through, well, maybe January through May in, in um, Lake Worth. Okay. So you're, and then back up here. you're a snowbird. 
Yeah, starting this coming year. Okay. Uh, I up, can't do winters here in the Catskills anymore. My my aunt and uncle live in the Catskills, and uh, the next time I'm there, I'm going to get in touch with you because I would love to be able to meet you and hug you. I would love to give hug. I love giving hugs. Me too. Okay. Um, but I, do. I love giving hugs. I, I hear about you. Friends always come for hugs. <laughs> I hear about you with your hugs. <laughs> so, um, Larry, let me ask you something. All kidding aside, you know, if you could tell anyone out there, because I have a lot of young listeners as well, and if you could give anyone out there some inspiration, what would you say? Follow your dreams. Okay. If you, if you have a dream, strive and try to find that dream, you know, fulfill that dream. Um, life doesn't get you what you want unless you look for it and, and work for it. And um, just follow your dreams and never give up. You know, I um, I had throat cancer and was told that it wasn't life-threatening, but that I'd, I'd need another vocation. Hmm. And I was convinced, I was determined that I was going to come back. And I did. So you just never give up and you follow your dreams. You know, I had, as a child, growing up in South Philly, we came to New York on a, on a trip once. And we went to a Radio City Musical. I don't know if it was the Christmas show or the Easter show. But I remember being a little kid and sitting there and saying, someday I'm going to sing on that stage. Mm. And I had the opportunity to perform at Radio City a few, t- a number of times. And I remember also, just before I moved from Philadelphia to New York, I moved at 15 years of age from South Philadelphia to the Bronx. And there was a very popular TV show locally called Bandstand. Yeah. That was hosted then by someone named Bob Orne. Mm-hmm. And Bob Orne was fired shortly after I moved. And they hired a new young guy named Dick Clark. Uh-huh. And it then became American Bandstand. But when I was a kid, I said, someday I want to go back. I want to be on Bandstand as a performer. And I got to do Dick Clark's American Bandstand <laughs> a few times. Again, I fulfilled another dream. <clears throat> So if you if you follow your dreams, you never know. You just may find it. So you may live that dream. You know that's. I certainly have my whole life, my entire life has been a dream. That's it really has. That's incredible. I'm so fortunate and so blessed, you know, to, to have been able to make a living doing what I love. I live to entertain. I truly do. Is there anything on your bucket list that you still want to achieve? I've done it all. Wow. I've really achieved all the, all the things that I looked forward to. You know, there were certain performers I admired very much, um, and I got to meet them. Not only meet them, but they became my peers. And I'm a big sports fan, and through my career in music and through my 
career in radio, I got to meet many of the, the athletes I admired. And um, it's just been, it's been wonderful. Well, my daughter, my... Uh, my daughter, um, her dad, we're divorced, but we're all very close. My daughter's sister from her dad and her stepmom, she's a rockette. So she's at Radio City Music Hall. She's right. incredible. Um, she's one of their top dancers. She's on all the bus ads and it's just beautiful watching this. And my daughter's, and my daughter's brother, um, he is, let me get this right. He's into sports. Two things you love. He is the assistant coach for the Seattle Seahawks. I think I said that right. Oh. Yep. Yeah, you did. Okay. So pretty cool stuff. And one more cute little sports thing. My grandson, he's 18 now, and he's a great basketball player, really good basketball player. When he was only, I want to say probably 13 or 14 my daughter drove him to Florida for a week, and apparently everyone knows where LeBron James' home is, because it's not a secret. And it's got like a, a wall around it and, you know, locked gate. So my daughter rented a car, and she drove there, and she rang the doorbell on the gate. And my daughter's going, my grandson's going, Mom, no, Mom, no. And she's like, shh. And a little head peeps over the wall. And he says, hello. And my daughter says, hi, what's your name? LeBron Jr. And she sees, yeah, she sees an elderly woman walking and she opens the gate for them. It was the grandmother. His parents were on a cruise and that's why this happened because the grandmother knew she could trust my daughter and her little boy, you know, and she allowed them in, and my grandson got to play on LeBron's court in his home with his kids, and we've got the video, and oh, that's amazing. So it's stuff like that, you know, and know that, remember that the rest, rest of, of his life. life, you know, and I'll remember this interview for the rest of mine, Larry. Like, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like, you know, I never thought in a million years that in my 50s this is what was going to be going on and I was going to meet all these amazing people I I feel very awkward about that because I I I just feel I'm just another guy who makes a living doing what I love singing and okay I always feel very humble okay so but I want to say something about that when I mentioned LeBron's you said immediately that's something that my grandson will always remember right So why is it okay that we can say that about other people, but not ourselves? Uh, Right? I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Well, you know, because I'm not, I'm not, you know, I was a recipient of an award where there was Connie Francis, Bobby Rydell, uh, Johnny Maestro posthumously, and the fact that he's not in the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, to me, is an absolute disgrace. But that's another. I agree. Another thing. Okay, but I agree. You know, these people that, that Frankie Avalon and me. Come on, I'm not in their class. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say about that. Okay, so two things. Number one, you're 100 percent wrong. You are absolutely in their class because. All right, first of all, growing up, remember then. Let me let me just say this to you. That was one of the songs every one of us sang all the time. 
When that came on the radio, the feelings that we got because of your song. So that's number one. So you are absolutely in their class. Stop that. And I'm going to say one more thing. One more thing that I say to a lot of people who you're Christian, correct? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to say this to you as a, from one Christian to another. Jesus Christ thought we were more than it for him to die on the cross for us. He not only just got nailed to the cross, he got slaughtered, right? The way that man died. And even if people don't believe who he was, they know it really happened. So that man thought enough of us to do that for us. Never say you're not in their class, please. Okay? Well, let me put it a different way. I never achieved that kind of success. Uh, Jesus Uh, died for you. My my success has been, it's the fact that I, I get to make a living. I've made a living all my life doing what I love. And how many people can say that? Okay, but you made choices. But you made the choice. So did I. People have choices. And and we were blessed. We were able to fulfill what we loved. Absolutely. So, we're coming to the close of the show. Larry, again, I am so honored and blessed that you allowed me to interview you. Um, Well, I thank you for, for interviewing me. I mean, I appreciate. Thank you for playing my music. Oh my goodness! Um, I'm going to let you tell everyone out there anything else you want them to know, and then we're going to close with another one of your songs. So what would you? I love the audiences. They they give me love. You know when you go out there and you feel it, and I try to return it, and that's what it's all about—just having fun together. You know. What's coming up for you? Well, people go to LarryJansenEarls.com and all the upcoming shows are there. Uh, Westchester Broadway Dinner Theater, October 26th, I'll be at the Knights of Columbus and have a straw. Uh, Saturday night, I'm at Sapanak High School in uh, White Plains with the Brooklyn Bridge and a bunch of other, other oh, people. Wow. Wonderful performers. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so I'm always on the go. <laughs> And I, and I just love it. Um, I live for it. Do you do you feel comfortable sharing your age? Sure, I'm going to be 79 on October. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's I incredible. I'm going to be 89. I love and I it. Walk away and say, Why he looks good? Yes. Listen, I'm going to start doing that. I love it. That is so great. <laughs> so, Larry, I have one of your songs, um, "Human." Is that is that something I should be playing? Sure. All right, let's do it. Larry? Uh, Human is um, a song recorded by Tommy Hunt, one of the original flamingos at one time, and uh, just a song I like. And you sang this version? You can feel it when you sing it. Okay. So, again, we're going to close with that song, but I want to say again in front of everybody that this was one of the most incredible interviews I've had. I absolutely thank you, and I love you for what you've done all these years with your incredible music, especially for me. And I feel completely blessed. And thank you so much. And we're going to close. Oh, thank you, and I, I want to wish all the fans oh. and all your listeners a very happy and safe summer. 
Oh, thank you, sweetheart. And here it is. We're going to close with this beautiful song, Human. I've got to live, and I've got. 